0: That is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Father, we give you glory, we give you grace. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for your precious Holy Spirit who leads and guides us. Thank you for results on every sea of our lives. Thank you that our hearts and our minds are open to receive from you. To be moved from one level of glory to the other, even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. You may take your seats in heavenly places where you belong. Tell the neighbor, you're welcome to church. Tell the other neighbor, you're welcome to church. I've been sharing concerning four important things, Lord. For change, four very important things for change. Hallelujah. Yeah, because you would want to see what uh, God has said about you come to pass. Okay, it's a it's a challenge in, in the world. I mean, you know what the word of God says, you check your life, but you don't see it. Hallelujah. Yeah, you know what the word of God says clearly, but when you look at the you look at your life. You, you just don't see it. Look at Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. It says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. Is this in the Bible? Yeah. It's in the Bible? Yeah. Read it to me if you can see it in your Bible. One to go. That though he was rich, Yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Is this true? Look at first Peter chapter two, verse twenty-four. This who his own self bear our sins, he's talking about Jesus. This who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes you were healed. Two things are captured in here. He says, who is his own self? Christ his own self. Bear our sins in his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. Meaning that by virtue of his work, we are dead to sins and alive unto righteousness. Isn't it? Then the next thing is this. By whose stripes you were healed. He's talking about the fact that sin is no more in your life. But when you check your life, you wonder whether you are a child of God at all. Am I really a child of God? Sometimes you look at yourself am I really a child of God? Am I really born again? Did I do it well? When you are becoming Baha? You ask yourself questions, whether you really got born again well, whether it was you did it well. Probably you didn't say the things well, or you didn't believe well with your heart. Hallelujah. Because you check your life, you realize it's not the same. The Lord God says something, you check your life, He says another thing. Your circumstances are completely different. You are sinning like your head is not there. You just can't see no. Isn't it amazing? Look at Romans chapter 6. I want to show you more. Romans chapter 6, verse 10 and verse 11. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth he lived unto God. Verse 11. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the last thereof. But you realize that you're obeying sin. Hey. Tell about E. Hey. The Bible talks about how prosperous you are, but you check your life. You realize you're swimming in poverty. The Bible talks about how, how he has died and brought health to light. But you check your life. Sometimes some of the sicknesses are such that it is, it's, it's been with you for so long, it has become normal. You are very comfortable. It's normal. You don't consider it to be sickness any longer. Hallelujah. Yeah, it can get that bad. Sometimes there are, there are, there are things that have been around for so long, you wonder if they will ever stop. But there's a way. If you really want it to stop, there's a way to go about it. Hallelujah if you really want to see change in your life, you can you can definitely see change in your life, if you want to. That sickness should not be there for, for all of your life. Failure should not, we've not been born unto failure. Okay? You've not been born to fail. Not when you've been given all that pertains to life and godliness. You see? All that pertains to life and godliness has been given to you and I. In Ephesians 1.3, he says that, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. If he says he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings, that includes, you see, spiritual, the, 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 the realm of the spirit is greater than the realm of the physical. The physical realm in which you live is included in the realm of the spirit. Because everything that we see came out of the spirit. Hallelujah. For instance, the chair that you are sitting on came out of the spirit. How do I know it came out of the spirit? Some years ago, it wasn't there. This particular type was not there. Someone conceived the idea. Can you tell me the, 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 the origin of ideas? Who knows where ideas come from? Anybody? From what? From meditation. From meditation. Where does meditation come from? Hallelujah. These are things that are not tangible. They cannot be quantified. Do you see? They cannot be proven in the lab. You can't prove ideas where ideas come from in the lab. No. There are two sources of ideas. One is from your environment. One is from within. Yeah. Two sources. One is from your environment. Sometimes through what you see, ideas form. But how it is formed, we don't know the processes through which it goes. For it to be formed. Okay? A spirit is like air. You cannot see it with your physical eye. You cannot quantify it. You cannot you cannot experiment on it. It beats or goes beyond science. Hallelujah. Okay? But out of ideas proceed reality. Things can come out of ideas. of things that you can touch can come out of ideas. A thought can be ministered to you as an idea. And you act on it, and it produces a certain physical result. But the origin is spiritual. I always say this: the earth in which we are living now, okay, uh, is stuck up in space. If you've read a little science, you know what I'm talking about. They're stuck up in space. It's not. There's nothing holding it. There's absolutely nothing holding it. And actually, where you are sitting, you see we are we are in Ghana. We are, we are in the center of the earth, isn't it? We are. You see, if you look at the globe, Africa is like this. It is not flat. Some time ago, there was great argument concerning whether the earth was flat or spherical. The guy who said the earth was spherical was killed because it was heresy for him to say that. He was killed. Can you imagine? Today we know that it is spherical. Hallelujah. Because nobody could understand why it's spherical and nobody's falling off the earth. Why aren't we falling off? Hallelujah. Why aren't we falling off? You should be falling off by now. What is keeping you seated? What is keeping you seated? Gravity. Who has seen gravity? You met gravity some years ago. You spoke to gravity some years ago. Who met gravity some time ago? Anybody? They decided to call it gravity. I don't know how God calls it. God calls Jesus, isn't it? He holds everything together. That's what the Bible says. He he holds everything together. For by him all things consist and persist and (laughs) exist. Yeah, he holdeth all things by the word of his power. Brothers and sisters, there are things that go beyond your physical eye. You know it. I mean, you know it. Is it true? No matter how brilliant you are, you cannot tell what's going on in your friend's head right now. You can't. No matter how smart you are in the world, you cannot tell what I'm thinking. No machine can can, can get it. Thoughts cannot be located. If only we could locate it, it would have, it would have been an amazing thing. Yeah. If only we could locate where thoughts were, <coughs> husbands would be looking for what their wives are thinking. And wives would be looking for what their husbands are thinking. Hey! You cannot look at these are spiritual things, and out of those places, out of the realm of the spirit, proceeds the, the physical. So, when he says he has blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ, what he's saying is that there's nothing that is required for your life that has not been given. He's provided every single thing. God comes from the point of provision, he's provided everything. Everything that you would ever need in your life has been provided. It's an amazing fact. Everything that you would ever need, can you imagine? Everything that you would ever need for your life has been provided. Hey. yeah 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse 3 look at 2nd Peter 1 verse 3 Let's you for verse 2 so it makes more sense okay it says grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of, the, of Jesus our Lord verse 3 according as his divine power according as the divine power of God has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness According as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and goodness. through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory, and He says He has called us to what? Glory and to virtue. Glory is a, a, a glory is success personified. Glory means resplendence, splendor. It means goodness. That's what He's talking about. Do you agree with this particular thing? The fact that God has called you to enjoy life. And the fact that he has done all that he's supposed to do to make you enjoy your life. There's no need for the sadness. There's no need for the depression. There's no need for the the uncertainties of life. There's no need for sickness, disease, death. There's no need for it. But the Bible emphatically mentions the fact that it says that for the lack of knowledge, my people perish. My people are cut off from my blessings because they don't know. You see, what we just read, he says that it is through the knowledge of him that has called us to, the, to glory and virtue. Through the knowledge of him. If you don't know, you will not experience the glory, you will not experience the virtue. The Bible says that through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Delivered from trouble into goodness, from trouble into glory, from trouble into doing very well. True knowledge. True knowledge shall my righteous ones, the word just means righteous, a righteous one. Through knowledge shall the righteous ones be delivered. From the challenges that they are having into the glory of God. Hallelujah. So you have to know the word of God. That is why the very first thing I mentioned was knowledge of God's word. You need to know what has been done for you. If you don't know what has been done for you, you will not... If you don't know, you have money. You know, there was a woman who um, was a servant for a certain rich man. She served the man for a very long time, for practically all her life. Okay? She She was above 50 when the man died. And when the man died, she willed everything to the woman and gave everything to her. But the woman didn't understand what the will meant. So she framed it and put it in her hall. And she was hungry. The man was very rich. This is a true story. It's not, it's not a fo- It's actually a very true story. It happened in this world. Somewhere in the UK. She had framed, framed the certificate. And it was in her room. Like this is what the man left her. She's so happy. So happy that, oh, the man was so good. He, he left me this. She didn't know what was in there. She didn't know what that thing meant. And so someone came in and came to show her that, listen, this, is, this, this means you have access to every single thing that the man had. Then her life was turned around. She didn't know. If you don't know, you will not enjoy. They say knowledge is power. Have you had knowledge is power before? Knowledge gives you power. What is the difference between a university graduate and a, a, a GSS lever or someone who didn't go to school? What is the difference between someone who went to let's say the one who went to GSS and the one who didn't step in school at all, didn't go to school at all? What is the difference between the two of them? Knowledge. That knowledge is able to refine the person. You see, without knowledge, you not even know that pawns, you don't you don't even know how to even put your pawns on. Have you ever seen someone who's not going to school putting pawns on? Like doing it on their own on her own. She just... You see, there's a picture I saw. I got so scared. The woman's body was so black, her face was so white. Fanta face, Coca-Cola body. <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah, she just did some wild makeup. Because she doesn't know how to get things done. Knowledge is so powerful. It can change everything about you. It can change the way you walk. It can change the way you talk. It does, That's what it does. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Knowledge is power. It changes a lot. By the mere, you know, knowing of something, your life becomes different. You, you begin to live differently. Then the next thing about, the next thing you need to do to get your 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 to be to be on on the journey to change, to having real change, experiencing what God has said in your life is to believe what you say you know now. Because knowledge and belief, there are a lot of things you learn in school but you don't believe. Is it true? You don't believe it. It's not part of your life. Garbage in, garbage out. You don't chew, pass, pour, forget. Isn't it? These are things you've forgotten about. If I ask you some questions concerning what you learned in school, you'll be surprised that you will not be able to give me any answer. Mass. If I say AX squared plus BX plus C is equal to 12... Find X. It will be difficult for you, isn't it? Or 2X squared plus 5X plus 8 is equal to 1. Find X. Or if I said DX, DY. Yeah. Yeah. D- Differentiate yeah. X squared plus X plus 1. What will you do? I mean, you learn. these are things you studied and passed your exams on. But you sure don't believe it because you didn't do anything with it. You don't even remember it. So having knowledge of something does not mean you believe it. You understand? Yeah. Having knowledge of something does not mean that you believe it. When you believe something, it controls your life. That is what di- it dictates your, your personality. It dictates how you behave. So I spoke about believing what you know. The fact that you know it does not mean that you produce results with it. You see, but the moment you start believing, the moment you start putting believing it, going beyond knowledge, you see, then you are sure that change is going to come. Hallelujah! Yeah, you can do the things related to what people who believe do, and not get the result because you don't believe it. So you can you have to work on your believing. How do you do that? Through meditating on the Word of God. And I quoted a scripture for you in Genesis chapter one, isn't it? I said too many things about it last week. I will not repeat myself. You can get the message. Okay? Genesis chapter 1, verse, verse 3. Bless you from verse 1, so we understand it. God created a beautiful heaven and earth. The Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created the heavens and the earth. Beautiful earth. Then the Bible says that, and the earth was without form and void. Did he mention the heavens? He says that the earth. And the earth was without form and void. The earth became without form and void. The word was comes from a Hebrew word, Hayah. Okay, which means to become, to move from one stage to the other. So God did not create the earth the way it was, or the way it is now. It was nicer. It had things in it. It was better than it was at that. In Genesis chapter one verse two, between Genesis chapter one verse one and Genesis chapter one verse two, is a great gap. It's called the gap theory of more than five billion years. That is where dinosaurs are are catered for. That is where dragons are taken. Because those things did exist here on earth. We were not the first to come. There were men who existed, but not in our form. Not in our image, not in our form. They were different. Read your Bible carefully. You see them. Hallelujah. But we were made in the image and the likeness of God. So we are different. We are a different species. But there were others who existed before us. Okay? So science keeps finding... Uh, archaeological findings concerning different species or different things that look like man, but they are not man. It's clear that they are not man. And they check their uh, half-life, they check their age, and they realize that they are older than man. Hallelujah! All those things are catered for between Genesis chapter one and verse uh, chapter one, verse one and verse two. Okay. If you read Jeremiah, you see some of them there. Some of them are taken care of there. If you read Isaiah, you see some of them also taking care of there. There were men who existed, but not in our form. Not in a, in a in a in a ship. Hallelujah. Bible mentions that God created the heavens and the earth in beauty, but it became without form and without void. Okay? Without form and void, rather. Empty. The word void means to be empty. There was nothing in it. There was no one in it. Let me show you another scripture. I think it's in Jeremiah chapter twenty three. Let me show it to you. You like what I'm saying? Okay, let's look at it. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 23. He says, I beheld the earth, and lo, it was without form and void, and the heavens, and they had no light. Have you seen it? Okay. There's another place where he uses also in Jeremiah. Hallelujah. I can't seem to find it. I'll look for it for you later on. Hallelujah. But God did not create it to be without form and void. Okay? But it became empty. Lifeless. There was nothing in it. And God wanted it changed. He wanted to change things. So the first thing we see him do, go back to uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. It says, And the earth was without form and void. Then it says, And darkness was upon the face of the deep. That's in verse 3. Okay? And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, did what? Moved upon the face of the waters. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The word... Moved or hovered, okay, means to believe, it means to meditate, it means to think on. Hallelujah. So the spirit of God, God wanted change, and the first thing he did was to hover upon the problem, was to brood upon the problem. What why was he doing that? To to work on his believing. God was meditating on what he wanted to see. Okay. And when his believing had formed, then he made a declaration. Bible says, and God said, let there be light. And the light came. The light did come. It showed. Now, you, people, people say all kinds of things. Oh, um, probably the, the, the earth was formed through an explosion somewhere. Who caused the explosion? The earth, I mean, so many things. have People have said so many things. Okay? Over the years. Concerning how the earth was made and how the earth was formed. But it doesn't make sense why you think that there's no personality behind this particular thing that we call earth and heaven and all the things that are inside. Who puts the laws in there? Who told the sea to shut up and stay where it is? You see, how if you've ever been to the seashore before, you'll be surprised. How mighty the waves are. They'll rise, 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 rise. rise. they just get to that place and then hit that line and go back. Who spoke to it to stay there? Who spoke to it to stay there? We know about viscosity. Why am I talking about science today? I don't remember the last time I mentioned viscosity in my life. You know about viscosity. What is viscosity? The force that exists in liquids, isn't it? Uh, to get it, to, for it to be fast or slow. Is it true? Honey and water, which one is more viscous? Honey is more viscous, isn't it? Meaning that it flows at a very slow pace. Water is not viscous; it just flows. If you pour water here, even if it's not on a slope, it will still move to a point, isn't it? It 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 can just flow. Hallelujah. The sea is not honey. The sea is water, meaning that they should flow without any bounds. Especially one with such force, waves coming in and coming in and coming in. It shouldn't. It doesn't. Scientifically speaking, it doesn't make sense why it's still there. It should have come on the earth a long time ago, and the earth is round too. It gives it more ability to even it's, the slope is the slopiness is more. Hey, can you look at some something like that and still say that there's nobody behind these things? Like, oh, I don't know, the sea is just there, brother. There's a personality behind it. Hallelujah. What do you think about what I'm saying? Which phone came into existence on its own? The iPhone just came. And it just came. Any, anything like that? Your Samsung just existed. It just came. Your hairstyle just came. When you woke up, you did this. And all your hairstyle just came. Anything like that? Your cornrow was... You sat down for a long time for someone to design your hair. Oh, yes. Even if it's was to share, someone did something about it and when you wore it you 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 did you did some things to it to get it in place so why do you think that there's nobody behind something as complex as the things we see around why do you think there's nobody behind it why do you th- look at your eyes nobody can create your eyes the megapixel of your eye is like it's around 300 megapixels. nobody has been able to create anything around that that's i mean the, the, the things your eyes can capture in a you see we have two eyes but we have one vision we have binocular vision. Who how did it how does it how does it work? How does it work? You can't look into two bottles with, 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 with two eyes, like one here, one here. Try it when you go home. <laughs> like I want to see and I want to see at the same time. It doesn't work. And even though it's just here, it is connected in a complicated way to the brain. And if something small, you see, you are comfortable right now because everything in your system is working. If one small thing should just go off like the scare, you'll be surprised. You are at ease because everything is fine. You are a complex machine. You think it's a joke to sweat. There are people who don't sweat. They want to sweat, but they cannot sweat, and it's a sickness. Yet someone sits there and says that, "Oh, there's no, there's no God, brother." We came out of what apes? There's something wrong with your brain. Hallelujah. You need to get your facts straight. Okay? Yeah. The be- even the bed you, you slept on came out of—I mean, someone planned for it and prepared it and put things together to get it into the way it is for you to be comfortable. So why do you think that every other thing is not—it just came in, into existence by? Why don't you, when you go home, just throw uh, blocks, blocks onto a land, just throw blo- a block, just one block, like that, into, onto a land and wait for five years to see if it will come up and build, something will be built. Five-bedroom Five, five, bedroom five bedroom house. You want a five-bedroom, so you think about a 5 bed. Okay. Then you throw one block onto the land, and it starts growing. Is there anything like that? No. Even if you want, I mean, if, if someone wants to grow plantain on a, on a piece of land, he doesn't just sit there, look at it, and a plantain comes. Is it true? If you do that, you have only weeds. I don't know how you're going to eat the weeds. You have to plan for it. You have to do something and you, someone must be responsible for it before it can go. Everything we see around us came out of God. Get that thing straight. Okay? And there's a way God went about it. One of the major ways is that he brooded, he thought about it. You see, he planned it. He meditated. The way to work on your believing is to meditate on the word of God. Because without, without believing, nothing can happen. Jesus said that all things are possible to the one who believes. All things are possible to the one who believes. If you can believe, a lot of things can happen. Okay? Believing is too important. It's too important. So after knowing what you know, what you, what you ought to know, the next thing is to believe in it. The next thing is what? To believe in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I, I, I remember sharing with you a certain scripture in Mark. Do you remember? Mark chapter what? Did you keep notes the last time? Mark chapter what? Chapter 9. From verse 14. Let's look at it. Let's pick up from there. Hallelujah. Brother, God exists. Okay? There's someone like that. There's an architect behind everything that you can see. There's an architect behind everything that you can see. And that architect sees that he willed everything to the first man. Who he created in his image and his form. And that man lost everything to the devil. He gave everything to the devil. And that is how come every single thing that you see. God is not responsible for the chaos that you see around. The pain, the depression, the sadness, the distraction. Man is wicked. Do you know man is wicked? The Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. Desperate. His heart is desperate. The wickedness is with desperation. Do you understand that? Not gentle wickedness, desperate, desperate wickedness. Jeremiah chapter 17, I think verse 9. Yes, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The heart of man. How did man become what he became? He became what he became because his father who changed from God to the devil, and the devil is the author of all evil. Okay, he's the author, he's the beginning of evil. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And he was responsible for all the foolish things that are happening in this world. One man, one man's existence kills a lot of people. Men, women, children. Just one man. You remember Hitler? Hitler, sometimes when a baby is lost through miscarriage and all that, we shouldn't be so worried. You never know who who was coming. Probably someone who was coming to do something foolish was, was coming. And God saved us. Yeah, who wouldn't have wanted Hitler to be aborted? Who wouldn't want him to be aborted because he caused a lot of pain? Hallelujah! Right, there are men who are causing pain in a very gentle way now, but believing is very important. Without believing, you cannot get any results. You see, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible mentions that Jesus said that all he says. But you shall receive power. The word power is what? Dunamis. I explained it to you the last time. Dunamis. It means dynamic ability to cause changes. And ability to cause a change from one place to the other. You see. He says that, he, but you shall receive power. The day you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive power that can cause changes. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And it shall be witnesses unto me everywhere. Okay? But that dynamic ability is resident inside. Matter of fact, God can't do anything apart from or outside of the power that is at work within you. Okay? There's nothing that God can do unless that working is working from within. That is why in Ephesians chapter, look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. It says, And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that he might be filled with all the fullness of God. Verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to what? According to the power that worketh in us. So actually, it's not on God's side, it's on our side. He says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, but he does it according to the power that worketh in us. He does it according to the power that worketh in us. What power is he talking about? The power that causes changes. The dunamis, that's what, that's what he uses, the dunamis, not exousia. Dunamis, the miracle working ability of God that is at work inside. And you and I are responsible for it. We must do something to cause that power to come up Sometimes someone gets gets into trouble and then starts mentioning Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, this thing should change. This thing must change. But you see, you've not you've not you've not worked on your believing or worked on yourself for a very long time. But you want quick response. Quick response does not happen like that. Can you get the iron to just be hot at once? As soon as you put it on, it just becomes what? No, you must you must work from one place to the other. For most of us, our switch is not on, your switch is off. And you, you put it on at once and you want immediate response. There's nothing like that. Want quick response, want things to change immediately. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. You have to work it from some somewhere. Okay? Yeah. It's according to the power that worketh in us. There's a power that is at work within. God has given us that power. It must work. It must work. Then you can expect changes around you. Hallelujah. So in Mark chapter 1, chapter 9, verse 14, there was a story concerning Jesus and his disciples. How his disciples wanted to cast out the devil. And they did all that Jesus was doing. You know, to be able to cast out the devil. They did everything. They shouted at the demon, get out, come out, everything. And nothing happened. And the disciples were worried. But Jesus came in a split second, he told the demon to get out, and he did exactly what the disciples were doing. And within a minute, the devil went out, and the disciples were surprised. They were ashamed and surprised at the same time. So, in 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 their privacy, they asked Jesus, "Why couldn't we do it? Why couldn't we cast the devil out?" And Jesus said that it is because of your unbelief. Go to that place. He says, "Because of your unbelief, you couldn't do it because you didn't believe." You know that you know how I get it done. You have knowledge concerning but you don't believe in the knowledge that I've given to you or the knowledge that you've received because of your unbelief. Okay? Because of your unbelief, you you didn't believe it. You didn't believe it. Go to Mark chapter 11. Let's read from verse 20, 22. Mark 11:22. Hallelujah. Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and may thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. That's what the Bible says. Okay. Now in Mark chapter 11, Jesus before prior to, Mark, uh, prior to these verses, Jesus was passing by, and saw a fig tree, and went to the fig tree for fruits. I want to God that the fig tree did not have fruit, okay? And then Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus cursed the fig tree and said that no man is going to eat of your fruit, and passed on. Then the following day they were coming, up, they were coming by the same place as they passed by the same place. Peter called remembrance how that the tree. He says this is the tree that you cursed, and it is withering. It is withering from the roots. It is withering. It is dying. They were all shocked and they were all moved. And they asked Jesus questions. And Jesus said that, listen, if you believe, you, you, ca- you can do more than what was done to the fig tree. Jesus cares the fig tree, and the fig tree responded. Why did Jesus curse the fig tree? Jesus never cares anybody. The only thing he cares was that fig tree. If you remember, the day that Adam and Eve sinned, and God came into the garden, they had taken fig leaves to cover themselves. Is it true? Yeah. yeah. And out of that, God got angry and changed their clothing by killing a lamb. You see, figs represents the works of man. So, God, Jesus cursed the work of man. You understand? Huh. That's why I am saying is the one who maketh flesh his arm. The one who makes flesh or makes man the one he relies on. The reason for your existence is because of a certain, a certain guy or a certain lady or a certain your father or your mother, how your, how your uncle, that your uncle is going to do this for you. But that one day he will desert you or something will happen. Eh? Look at Jeremiah 17, verse 5. It says, that here the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man. This is the only time that God curses people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Don't stop asking yourself questions. Hey, does God curse people? No, by virtue of your action alone, you you have gone in the way of the curse already. Okay? God please curses and please blessings. He stood on one... uh, Moses and Aaron stood on one mountain and pronounced blessings upon Israel. And stood on another another mountain and pronounced curses upon Israel. And said that They didn't pronounce the curse upon Israel. They said that if you go in the right way, these are the blessings that will follow you. If you go in the wrong way, these are the curses that will follow you. Because there's a curse on the ground. There's a curse on the earth. Hallelujah. Yeah, there are words that have been spoken on the earth that are working on people who decide not to do it God's way. If you decide not to do it, it will look like you're prospering. And you will prosper for a very long time. Prosperity is not only... It's a principle. There's a principle for Prosperity you understand? If you work hard enough and do the right things, you will get your money. That one is not a problem. But as to whether God's hand is upon your life or is in your life, it's also another thing altogether. And as to whether you die and God will be pleased with you in the end, it's also another thing altogether. Where, you, where will you end up after everything? Because this is not everything. This earth is not everything. Though. Ask yourself questions concerning where the people who are dying are going to. Where are all those people going to? Where do they go to? Kids and adults and whatever all die. Where are they going to? Wherever they are being packed must be very big. Isn't it? Because yeah, a lot of people have died. Billions of people. The number of people who have died are more than the number of people who are alive right now. A lot of people have died over the years. Hallelujah. So Jesus cursed that fig tree. And they realized that the fig tree was dying. And they were amazed. How can the fig tree respond to a man? How can a tree respond to a man? Can you imagine someone says to a tree, Die. And the tree dies. Do I miss? So they asked Jesus, how? How did it happen? Then Jesus said a similar thing to what he said in Mark chapter 9. We'll go to verse. He says, have the faith. Have This means have the faith of God. Okay? The margin reads, if you have a good Bible, the margin reads, have the faith of God. Or have the God kind of faith. Because there are different kinds of faith. There's, there's man faith. Man has faith. There's human faith. Okay? For instance, Bill Gates uh, uh, okay, let's just, Steve Jobs is not, was not born again. As far as I know, he was not born again. But when he started his company, he had so much confidence in the company, he left school and focused on the company. Is it true? Mark Zuckerberg did the same thing. He was also not born again. I don't know about now. But he left, all as well. left school. They left the system to focus on what they were doing because of something called faith. They believed in what they were doing so much, it controlled their decisions. You understand? So they left what was popular and came and focused on what was not popular. And gave all, them, all of their lives to it. And would say things, they, they believed it so much, things, some words proceeded out of their mouths. This thing is going to work. This is the biggest company you've ever seen. The, I mean, Steve Jobs was stand to launch iPhone 4, or iPhone, whatever. And you should hear the things he would say about it. You know, how he picked the phone, it doesn't, it doesn't really look like anything. But he would sell it. It's like he's one with the product. Have you ever seen him doing that before? He's one of the products. And you sell it. Everybody will buy it. He has faith. He's employing faith, but not the God kind. The man kind. Faith always works. Faith is a universal principle. It works no matter where you are in the world. It works no matter who you are. But there are two sources of faith. Or there are two authors of faith. Christ is the author of the God kind of faith. That is written in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Okay? Look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's read the King James. Well, for seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run the race with patience the race that is set before us. Verse two. Looking unto, unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. When it comes to our faith, there's an author to it and there's a finisher to it. The author of our faith, the God kind of faith, is Jesus. He is a source. Of that kind of faith. There are different kinds of faith. So, sometimes you see someone who is not born again prospering. Or doing very well. His health is in cheap. He doesn't need to believe in Jesus Christ to have all that happening to him. Because there's a universal law of faith. That is working in the system. Hallelujah. Do yeah. you like what I'm saying? Yeah. That guy is rich. His health is impeccable. He has good children. Everything is fine. Sometimes the devil makes people comfortable like that. So that they will not know what's wrong. Until the last day. When they died, they wake up in hell. The rich man was fine. Lazarus had troubles here on earth. But the rich man was very, very fine. But when they all died, the rich man woke up and he was in hell. He was rich, he was comfortable. Everything was fine. But death came for him. The universal enemy of man came for him. And when he came for him, death is the trash, eh? it's the is the dustpan of hell. It gathers people into hell. He woke up in hell. Hallelujah yeah so you don't need to, you don't need to do it god's way oh i can promise you that you don't need to do it god's way it will work it doesn't always work but it will work at a certain point you realize you need some spiritual backing so you have to use something else you have to really get into the thing into deep you've got to really get you know deeply into it so you may have to get something to back you because you realize you need some kind of favor you need some kind of influence over others and for you, human beings are not like robots. For you to have an influence over a human being, you need the spiritual backing to be able to do that. To be able to control someone, you need that. You can control everything, but you can't control people. You you can't control someone as to how the person should love you. You can't, money cannot buy love. There are things that money cannot purchase. So as you go and you realize that, Charlie, you need some of these things around. And for you to have them, you need a spiritual backing to be able to get people to do those things for you. Are you following me? Then you get in deeper. And you get lost i mean you get into things you're not supposed to get into hallelujah but there's, there's a god way there's a god way there's a god way and you, that won't put you in trouble that will bring you to glory hallelujah. hallelujah and that's what i'm showing you now okay knowledge believing 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 jesus said that if you believe eh, Whosoever shall see up onto this mountain be thou removed next verse for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall see unto this mountain, "Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea," and shall not doubt where in his heart. This is heart, heart thing. You see, the, the purpose of the heart is to believe. I showed you all that last last week. That is what the word of God is. Sowed. Everything is is a matter of the heart. Do you see? The heart is the center of your being. We are talking about the word heart is cardiac. It means the center of a person. He's not talking about this one that is palpitating or pumping in your chest. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the real, the center of your being. I mean, what do you really, do you believe that this thing is, this thing is going to happen? That's what believing has to do with. Okay? Having your, the center of your being, being altered concerning something. Do you believe and believe that you cannot be poor? If you do, you cannot be poor. Hallelujah. Yeah, and you know if you believe and you know if you don't believe. You know. There are, doubts. there are doubts. Their hearts can produce doubts. Or it can produce faith or, or assurance. Okay? Yeah. Sometimes you want to start something or you are getting involved in something. And you've not worked on your believing system already. So you realize that you start asking yourself questions: hey, is this thing going to work? There are questions of the, of, the, of the mind and there are questions of the heart. You see, Jesus didn't say that if you doubt in your mind, because there are doubts that are to your mind every single time about different things. Is it true? Yeah. Sometimes you even doubt whether you are born again, whether you are a child of God. You doubt. You'll be speaking in to tongues and you, a question will come to your mind. Hey, is this thanks from God? Doubt in the mind is different from doubt in the heart. Because your mind and your heart are two different things altogether. They are not the same. Your heart and your mind are not the same. In so many places, the Bible mentions, look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Let me show you one. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and what? And spirit. The soul is the is the is the is the place where the mind functions. Okay, he says dividing asunder the soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a designer of the thoughts and intents of where? The heart. In one scripture, he tells you about the heart and he tells you about the soul. They are two different things altogether. So you can doubt in your mind. Ask for that one. Is. It's not, it's not, it always happens. It always happens. You want to get something to work, your heart, your head will be doubting practically from beginning to end. Yeah. Hallelujah. I listen to me. You are going for a job interview. Your head is, would they even, what question would they ask me? What? But your heart can be cool. Your heart can be cool. Look at Philippians chapter 4. Let me show you a scripture. Philippians chapter 4. Let's read from verse 6. Hallelujah. He says, Be careful for nothing. Hmm? Say, I'll be careful for nothing. Yeah. Other verses, says, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. He says, Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus, through Christ Jesus. He says, Make your requests, okay, with thanksgiving. And the result of making a request with thanksgiving is that the peace of God, the shalom, shalom of God, which passes all understanding, all mental, mental thoughts. So, this has to the understanding has to do with the mind. In this particular place, he's talking about the mind. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall mount God, that's what Adam says, shall mount God over your hearts and keep your mind through. You see, the word mind there, okay, the word mind here is noema. Same. The Greek word is noema. It's the same word that is used in in Second Corinthians chapter two, verse eleven, where it says that. Look at Second Corinthians two eleven. Do you like what I'm saying? Okay. Look at Second Corinthians two eleven. Let Satan should have an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his word. His devices. The word devices there is the same word translated mind. It's the same word translated mind in the other place where we just read. Okay. Noema. And what it means is thoughts. Thoughts and what? perceptions. Is it true? Do you have that in your, in your, in your Bible? What does it mean? What does Noima mean? Mental perception, thoughts, and evil purpose, that which thinks the mind thoughts or purposes. Hallelujah. I've been saying it. These are things that he's talking about. He's not, you see, the, the word mind is translated news or new in the Bible. In this particular place, he doesn't use the word news or new. For instance, in Romans chapter 8, okay, uh, verse 9. Look at Romans 8. Let's read from verse 8. Go go to verse 5. Go to verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the, what? the flesh. And they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. For the carnal mind. Go to the next verse. Because the carnal mind. Now, check, check the word mind in this place. You see that this is new that he's using. Is it true? Am I might tell the truth I'm lying. My God, is it true? Sita, is it true? Or it's not true? It's true. It's true. This what? phronema. It's not the same word as noima in that other place, isn't it? Same, different words. Okay. The word soul, mind, sometimes translated no. Okay. Hallelujah. What I'm trying to let you know is that, you see, what he's talking about in that place, in, in, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, where it says that the peace of God, that surpasses all understanding, shall mount God over your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay? He's talking about the thoughts that can come to destabilize your heart. Do you understand? Or you don't understand? The Bible says that let Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices, his thoughts. These are thoughts that can be managed. You see, the heart has the quality of thoughts. I just showed it to you now. Your heart can think, it has intents, it has purpose, it can think just like your mind can. But these ones are deeper. Okay? These are thoughts that are deep, deep within, deeply seated inside. And it says that through your prayer, you can have your un, your your understanding he eh? it says and the peace of God which passes all understanding, this is something that goes beyond your mind okay shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus it shall keep your hearts and the thoughts that come out of your hearts through Christ Jesus hallelujah, hallelujah. do you understand so that your heart is stabilized so even though there are thoughts that are coming to your head for you to doubt your heart can be stabilized your heart can be stable. Your heart is not moved. Inwardly, you are fine. But you have thoughts coming to your mind. Thoughts can come into your mind. But it cannot enter your heart. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. I mean, 2 Corinthians, chapter 10, is a very wonderful place that talks about some of these things. Okay? Look at it. 2 Corinthians, chapter 10. Let's read from verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Verse 5. For the weapon. Of for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Then it says casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing to captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. Look at verse 6. And having an in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Go to verse 5 once again. Let's look at it. Casting down imaginations. These are things that would rise up. Okay, there are thoughts that will come. But for, for them not to have access to your heart, you can cast them out. You can, with the word, you can say, get out, and it will get out. You understand? And every high thing, the word thought is noima. It says, and every high thing that is not is against the knowledge of God, and bringing to captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Okay, this word thought here is the same as the word I was talking about, Noima. which is the mind. Hallelujah. But he's talking about the mind of the heart. Okay? So through, through meditation, eh, what meditation does is to condition your heart. Okay? Meditation lines up the word of God in your heart continuously. The last time I was talking about how a bucket can be filled with water, you don't fill a bucket with water instantly. It doesn't work like that. Even if you are um, emptying another bucket into another bucket, one bucket into another bucket, it will take time. You have to pour it in gradually until it becomes full and overflows, isn't it? Meditation is what fills your heart, causes your heart to be filled about a particular thing. Okay? The Bible mentions, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. It is out of the abundance, not out of half of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart. Your heart must be abundant with something, with that particular thing that you want changed. We are talking about it controlling you. These are things that, this is something that must control you. You must believe in the fact that you, you walk in health. Cancer cannot attach itself to your body. Even if you have seen the cancer developing in your system, you must believe it. Nobody can pray for you about that. Someone, you, you see, the, the, the healing ministry functions like this. It's Jesus rose someone from the dead, isn't it? Lazarus was brought back from the dead, isn't it? Did he die again? He did. He died again. Didn't he die again? He died again. Okay? There are records of people losing their healing. They lose their healing. Ken Hagen had a sister who died at age 55 out of cancer. The first time he came was 10 years before. Ken Hagen prayed for her. Put his faith to work and prayed for her and she became fine. But God was expecting her to start working on her own faith between those 10 years. When she turned 55, he came back and killed her. Why? You can lose your healing. Someone got his eyes opened and closed after six months. He was blind. His eyes opened in a meeting. He gave a testimony. But then he walked away. And with time, it closed again. Why was it like that? You must know how to retain your healing. If you don't know how to keep your healing, forget about it. You see, no demon goes away just like that. They go away. The Bible says that when you cast out the devil, it goes away, isn't it? But when it goes away, the Bible says that it goes to look, it goes into patched places, dry places, looking for a place to stay. If it doesn't find any place, it will come back to that same place. Remember, it knows your address. you will come back to that same place. I don't know, it's in the Bible. We come back to the same place. And when it comes and finds a place swept, empty, without any inhabitants, he will go back this time around. You will not come alone. You will go and go and call seven other spirits that are more wicked than itself and come and come and inhabit that particular place that he was inhabiting. And the Bible said the, the, the situation or the, the case of the person is worse than it was before. Why is it like that? <laughs> there are things that nobody else can do for you, you must do them for yourself. You see, he's in about Matthew 12, verse 45. Let's read from verse, uh, where it starts from, from verse 44 or 43. It says, when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. Because in most cases, he do not find any. (coughs) Then he said, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he's come, he findeth it empty, sweat and garnished, looking very good. Then goeth he and it with himself seven other spirit more wicked than himself and they enter in and draw there. And the last set of the man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. Hallelujah. How are you seeing it? So, that's why your your believing system about different things. You have to work on it. Meditation is very important. Okay? It's very important. That is what lines up your heart. It gets your heart filled. That's what gets your heart filled. So as you think, what is meditation? Meditation is to worry or to think on the word of God. Instead of worrying about the problem, worry about the word of God instead. Okay? So I check my life. My nose is to the ground. I'm really suffering. It's no money. I read my Bible. It says you are rich. I check my life. I'm I'm really sick. There's this sickness that is destroying me. But the Bible says that. I'm healed. I'm the healed of God. I check my life. I'm really sinning. There's something I just can't stop. And I know it's mass my relationship with God. You know it. It masses your relationship. You don't feel good. You you can't even go to church because of this particular thing. But the Bible says that you are not a sinner anymore. Ah, How is it going to work? You need to get the word of God concerning that particular thing lined up in your heart when it comes to sin you must line in your you must allow your heart to be filled with with righteousness you must allow it to be filled with that with the consciousness of the concept of righteousness in abundance okay you must think on the word and 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 think on the word about the second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 what does it say for he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin so that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, so what do you do? You pick this particular scripture. He made him to be sin so that I may, be, I may be righteous. He made Christ sin. So You are struggling with this particular thing. Okay? You want to change. How do you do that? You must start lining up. You must start thinking about this. Hallelujah. The righteousness of God has been made available to me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yes. Reckoning yourselves indeed to be dead unto sin. That's So this is another scripture you can add on. You don't have to have about 17 scriptures. You just need one. One word from God can change your life. You don't need to know a lot. Just one will be okay. Now what you do with the one is to think about it over and over and over. Is that not what you do when you are studying? What, when you want to commit something to your memory, what do you do? You read it. Over and over and over and over. So why do you want it to be different when it comes to the word of God? Why? Ask your neighbor why. Why do you want some magic to happen when it comes to God? Ask him why do you want some magic to happen when it comes to God? God is not a magician. It's not ma- God is not a magician, no. Hey, God is not a magician, no. He's not a fast food. He's not a magician. And if you've noticed, magicians don't cause a permanent change in your life. They don't. I guess for entertainment. So if you want magic, God is not a magician. He doesn't do entertainment. If you want real changes, you have to do it the way God wants it. Okay? There are principles. I've told you, have to, you go to the university, they have, they have rules laid down. If you like, break the rules and see whether you exist in the school. No, if you jump the wall, you'll be in trouble. Is it true? That's the, that's the thing. In the same way, God also has rules. He has, he has a way of doing things. If you do it his way, you'll be fine. If you don't do it his way, you've broken the head around you, and anything can happen to you. So you must let you let it enter deeply into your spirit, deeply into your heart, through meditation. Then you are working on your believing. People, you see, people have given birth without wombs. They don't have wombs. It is clear that they don't have wombs, but they gave birth. Where did the baby sleep? Where did the baby sleep? Because they, 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 they thought about it over and over and over and over again. I can have a child. Adam and Eve did not sleep in any womb, but they came into existence. Adam and Eve did not sleep in any womb. Which womb did they, whose womb did they sleep in? They didn't sleep in any womb, but they came into existence. I can also have my child without a womb. Then they start thinking, this is the word of God. I just communicated the word of God. Now, the word of God, does not... So, I'm not talking about getting it verbatim. Uh-huh. Like uh, uh, reading the Bible. If you don't, if you want to give birth without womb, think about this. There's nothing like that in the Bible. i you seen it? If you want to quit smoking, there's nothing like that. For prosperity, do this. There's nothing like that. The word well, God is revelation. It's life. So the can bring it to you. Think about this particular thing. The longer you think about it, the more it takes your, your life you'll be surprised that your life will be changing. Gradually. The change that God promises or God brings is not instant. Always. It's not always instant. Hallelujah. Yeah. Even when it is instant, you need your faith to keep it. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Okay? In Second Corinthians chapter, chapter, chapter 3, verse 18, he says that, We are with an open face, beholding in a glass, the glory of the Lord. Are changed. Hmm? But we are with open face, beholding as in a glass. The word glass is mirror. The word mirror there is the word of God. He's talking about the word of God. He says, but we are with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. As you look into the word of God, he says, you see the glory of the Lord. Eh? In James chapter 1. Look at James chapter 1. Let's do that comparison. okay? Hallelujah. You like what I'm saying to you? How many of you are learning anything? Can you imagine you are responsible for your success? Have you ever thought about it? You are responsible for your success. If you are poor, stop asking God questions. Don't ask God questions when you are sick. Don't ask God questions when nothing in your life is is working. Don't ask God questions. The only question you should be asking yourself is, what am I not doing? Because it's actually on you. I told you about the ATM and the bank thing, isn't it? Your father has given you all the money in the bank. Now it is up to you to take the money from the bank. How are you going to take the money from the bank? You have to get your ATM. You have to go in there. You do the thing. You don't, you don't, it's not God who does it. You may think I'm being hard on you. But I'm, I'm telling you the truth. You are responsible for your own life. You are where you are because of what you have been saying. And what you have been thinking. Thoughts make the man. Eh? Thoughts make the man. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He didn't say, as God thinketh for the man, so is God, so is the man. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You are responsible for your life. Okay. Keep your finger here. Go to Joshua chapter 1. Let's read from verse from verse 7. Okay. Joshua 1 from verse 7. Hallelujah. Joshua 1, verse 7. Can we read it? Only be thou strong and very courageous. God is telling Joshua about what he'll be doing, his work, his new job of leading Israel into the new land, the land of Canaan. And he's telling him what he ought to do. He says, only be thou strong and very courageous. Courage is required. If you are not strong, you have to be strong in your mind. Okay? Also, that will take advantage of you from your mind. His access to us is our mind, our, our flesh. And the flesh connotes the idea of the mind and the body. Together. That's his access to us. God cursed the devil and the the, the, the devil who came in the form of the, of, of the serpent. He said that that you shall eat dust, that shall be your food all the days of your life. And you shall call on dust all the days of your life. Man is made up of dust. Have you seen that man is made up of dust? That is why he likes eating, he likes eating your flesh. You feel sexy, romantic, like like that. are your some things are just working in your system. Eh? If you don't shout at him, you will lick your skin out of your of your body. You'll be surprised. Eh? He says, "Only be that strong and very courageous." That thou mayest observe. Why should you be strong and courageous? To observe, to do according to all the things that I've said. My law, the word. Your strength and your courage must be expressed, the, not your shouting around. Hey, hey, hey. That's what he's talking about. You being strong and courageous to see the word of God come to pass in your life. You have to see the word of God come to pass. I want to see the word of God come to pass in my life. It is not God's responsibility. It is my responsibility to make sure it happens. Of course, the Holy Spirit is inside me to help me. Whatever responsibility the Spirit of God God gives to us, the Holy Spirit is inside to meet that responsibility. So we don't do it according to our strength, according to his strength in us. Are you listening to me at all? Says only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand, or to the left because you may turn to it from it away you he will move you out hallelujah But you, you you want to see something you want to you want to change something you just started putting your faith to work and all of a sudden some starts coming to you again this thing has been with me for a very long time this Is it going to change this is it going, going to change i struggle for you start crying we you know god doesn't respond to tears is it here sharing it God does not respond to tears. It doesn't. You can cry till you die. God does not respond to tears. Yeah. Can you imagine that God does not respond to tears? Hannah cried for years. You know Hannah? Who is Hannah? Someone's mother. He, She cried for years. You know, she's the first wife of Elkanah. Okay? First wife. And Elkanah went for another woman, Penina. Penina had about five children before Hannah had a child. Do you know how many years it takes to have five children? How many years does it take to have five children? It depends on who, who we are talking about. But at least ten years. Isn't it? If you are separating it two years, two years, two years, you need ten years to be able to get that done. Because it's not a joke to get pregnant, get the baby to be fed to a point, and then conceive again. Even when you conceive, the, the minimum interval that can be between one child and the other is about 11 months, 11 to 12 months. And that, that means that the baby is very small. And it's not possible. So, normally, some, the, the, the cycle is around one and a half years. One year, if you've checked, the difference between you and your younger brother could be two years. Or one year and about 10 months. Or one year and six months. Yeah, so multiply by five. She was crying every year. Read that story. Every year she was crying. And she was in pain because Penny Now didn't make it easy for her. She was always mocking her. barren woman. Calling her so many names. So many names. And she was crying all the time. And her husband was comforting her all the time. The husband said, am I not better than 10,000 children to you? And I said, yeah, you are powerful, but I need my child. (laughs) The only time that thing changed, the only time it changed, was when she came in desperation to God. Knelt down and out of, her, out of the abundance of her heart, it's, I wish you could read it. Let's look at it. First Samuel, First Samuel chapter two. No, chapter one. Brother, you can cry as much as you want. Eh? Sister, you can cry till you die. Oh yeah, the world is full of people who are crying, crying to God, but it's, wrong, it's the wrong code for God. It's a wrong code. Isn't it not sad? There was a day Jesus was walking through the streets of Jerusalem. Streets of Galilee, rather. And there were three blind men following him, crying on top of their voice. Following him. Weeping. I'm wondering how they were following him. Because probably there were, there were other people who were holding them. You know, getting them, you know. just following him. When he got to the house... That's an embarrassing thing, isn't it? He allowed them to cry and follow. They cried and cried and cried. Remember Jesus is God. They cried and cried and got to his house. Then he turned and asked them, Do you believe? First question, do you believe that I'm able to do this thing that you are requesting? Do you believe it? He said, yes, we believe it. Then he touched their eyes and healed them. God responds to your faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He didn't say without your tears. It's impossible to, to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. This man has suffered 38. Do you know? I don't know how many of us are 38. Do you know, 38. Have you seen a 38-year-old man before, or a 38-year-old woman? That's an—it's old, old woman. Like you are old. This man has suffered for 38 long years, sitting at the pool of Bethesda, always there. Nothing was happening. Jesus came and asked him, "Do you do you want to be well?" He started complaining. There are those who are crying. There are those who are complaining. Their prayer is full of why. God, why me? God, why is it that this? Listen, stop asking those questions. Why shouldn't it be you? Who should it be? Yeah. Jesus said that in this world, you will face many challenges, many troubles. Why shouldn't it be you? There's an evil day for everybody. Listen. There's an evil day, but it depends on you. You have to be strong. If you are not strong, something a wind will just come and carry you off like that. It is just waiting for you. It's in your future. I can promise you. There are things that you should be expecting. You see, when you go, when you go to school, you know there are things you should be expecting. You should be expecting examination. You get it? You don't go to school and say that oh I'm in school. (laughs) All those first years who came smiling, (laughs) smiling at everybody with their notebook in their, you know, they wanted to hold it in a certain way. The ladies will hold it like this, isn't it? Walking in a system and enjoying themselves. They didn't know the exam was coming. <laughs> After the first exam, their facial expression changes. <laughs> I remember one of our classmates. Uh, Mr. Mwanti would know him, know her. When we came to first we were all fleeing around, you know? We were all fleeing around. And we went to write our first semester examination, and all the boys, she was pulling her, there were just about ten ladies in our class, or even less. Were well, there up to ten? Twelve in our class. So most this twelve ladies with about seventy boys. So we're just we're just fleeing around. she come to car to be fleeing. So you know that when she goes back, we will learn. <laughs> After the exam, she we're all going to check our results, but she had gone earlier to go and check. When she went and saw the results, all of us were either second class upper or first class. And she had a lower, 50, about 51 of 2, and she was coming back. So she had gone to check, and she was returning, very angry, coming like that. Then we met her. When we met her, hey Charlie, what's up? Charlie, leave me, leave me, leave, leave me alone! Leave me alone! Look at two people. Leave me alone! You be learning, you not call me. Here. She got so angry. Yeah, her facial expression changed. Everything changed. Hallelujah. There are yeah, things. Maybe you struck with conception. All the foolish boys will be giving birth. All the ladies who committed the 17 thing they'll, they'll marry and give birth. You didn't do any of those things. You marry and the child is not coming. What are you going to do? Are you going to ask God why? God, I've been faithful to you. Look at this. Oh, you'll be surprised. You'll be start comparing. You'll start seeing. I know hell. I know the things she has done. God, what is the meaning of all this? You also, st- you, you also hey. It's like God is not fair. It's not God's fault. That's the world in which you are. The world is not fair. We are not living in a fair world. Though. You say, All the money has gone to someone who is not correct. All the money, all the dollars have gone to someone who is not correct. You have a good heart. You are a wonderful person. But you are so poor. You don't deserve the P-O-O-R. <laughs> poor. You yeah, are poor. P O. Even the O R is just too expensive. You can't have it. <laughs> what are you? you must? F- what am I going to do about it? That's what. What am I? What can be done? I'm showing you. I'm, I'm just showing you. What can I do? Here's what. First Samuel one eight. Then said Alcana her husband to her Hannah. Why are we pass down? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? He said ten, ten sons. Go to the next verse. So Anna rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh. And after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple. Go to the place where she was crying. She was crying a lot. Go to, let's read from verse 1. 10. Yeah. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. This, this, one, this one is good. Because this is when her, her challenge stopped. She was in bitterness. Her bitterness drove her to talk to God, to pray to God. Okay? Yeah. And then she vowed a vow. You see? And she vowed a vow and said, Oh, Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me, and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. He said, I will donate my son to you as a gift. Give me one, and I will give him to you. She started talking in faith. You get it? Yeah. You can cry till you die. Nothing will change. Hey. Is what I'm saying true? It's true, true. It doesn't, do it doesn't respond to tears. You respond to the word of God. You fill yourself with it. Okay? You so told Joshua, be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do, so that you observe to do every single thing that is inside. Not move from the left or to the right. Go to the next verse. Verse 8. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein, day and night. Do you understand what it means to meditate on something day and night? In Jewish custom, day day starts from 6 a.m., right? To 6 p.m. And night starts from, no, day starts from, you forgotten. But basically, when they say day and they say night, what they're saying is the whole period, 24 hours. They're not talking about, you see, to us, day is like morning, like between morning until, we have midday, maybe till four, day, then night is to the time you sleep. You get it? Or is it, am I not telling the truth? Yeah. yeah. But to them, it's hours, 12 hours, 12 hours. Okay. What he's saying is that even when you are sleeping, even when you are sleeping, have dreams along this line. Have dreams of my word. You know your dreams are dictated by your activities. You know your dreams are dictated by your activities. And the kind of dreams you are dreaming is because of what you are what you are participating or in. Someone says, I, I dreamt I was eating. You ate plenty during the day. That's why you, you slept and had, had that dream. Most of the dreams, the Bible says that the dreams are caused by us. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. In the multitude of business, a dream cometh. You can look for it and put it there. In the multitude of business, a dream cometh. So what is your, what is the multitude of your business? What are you doing during the day? Do you get it? If you are watching movies, series, you are not serious yet. You are not yet serious. Oh, brother, you want life to be good, and you're watching movies throughout. There's one in Matthew 120. Joseph's dream. Okay. Matthew 120. Go to Matthew 120 and then you come back to Ecclesiastes. Look for the one in Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 5.3. Okay. But while he taught on these things, this is this, this Joseph, isn't it? Joseph was thinking about Mary, and how he would divorce or leave Mary. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not, take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which... You understand? His, his thoughts led him into the dream. And God showed himself in his dream. So what are your thoughts during the day? Hmm? Your whole being is required, though. Everything concerning you is required. You want real change, everything concerning you is required. Not some portions. Everything concerning you is required. Hallelujah. Have you found the one in Ecclesiastes? Ecclesiastes 5, verse 3. What does it say? For a dream cometh through the multitude of business, and a fool's voice is known by multitude of words. Hmm? How is it? So he, he, he's talking about your whole being, being consumed by, by this thing that you want to get. That's, that's working on your believing. Okay? Deuteronomy 11. From verse 8, 18. Determine 11, 18. If you can turn that to be good, let's look at it. Deuteronomy 11, 18. What does it say? Therefore shall ye lay these words, these my words, in your heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon thy hand, that you may be, that they may be as frontlets before your eyes, and you shall teach them your children, speaking of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt write them upon the doorpost in thy house, and upon thy gates, that the days, that, that your days may be multiplied, and the days of your children in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give them, and the days of as the days of heaven upon the earth. Did you hear that? This is one of the scriptures I was actually going to quote for you. It's good you brought it up. Go back, go back there to verse 18. Let's look at it. Let's examine it very well. Okay? Yeah, so that you can correct some things in your life. Okay? You can't do it this way and get this kind of results. It, does, it doesn't work. It says, Therefore, shall you lay up these words in your heart? Lay them up in your heart. That's what I was talking about. You know, filling your heart with it. You must lay it. It's precept upon precept, line upon line. It must be laid in your heart like you lay blocks out of the abundance they had, the man speaketh, okay? It says, until the clouds be full of rain, they will not empty themselves, unless the clouds, the, if the clouds be full of rain, they will empty themselves. Yeah. It says, lay, lay them up, lay these words up in your heart and in your soul, let it affect your mind and bind them for a sign upon your hand. Keep looking at them. What do you, When you pick your phone, what do you look at? Facebook. And you want, you see, I'm talking about, you, you want definite change. Like, you want something to happen in your life. You must be consumed with it. Bind them upon your hand. That they may be, they may be as frontless between your eyes. Eh? They, have, they could be between your eyes. Then they will be looking at it. Look at it all the time. Okay? Continue. Verse 19. And you shall teach them your children, speaking of them when thou sitest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, every time. And thou shalt ride them upon the doorposts of thine house, and upon thy gates. Brother, you can't do it halfway. You must get it inside. Lay them up. Lay them up. It's called brooding, hovering on the word. Brooding, hovering on the word. This thing must change. This thing must become different. I want this thing to change. I want it to change. And as you do that, your heart, before you realize it will escape from your mouth, it will just escape from your mouth. Bible says, and God said, let there be light. And God said, let there be light. It says, if you go to Mark 11, 23. If you see unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Okay? And you shall believe in what you say you are saying. You shall have everything. says, for very I say unto you that now that whatsoever, sh, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, this mountain, is a mountain can be anything, any trouble, any challenge, things that have served as limitations. You, you see, you know your own family. Nobody has ever had one million dollars in your family before. I mean, be honest with yourself. It is possible that practically everybody here has not had one million dollars in their family before. It's very, very possible. Is one million dollars reserved for a certain kind of people? Is it reserved for a certain... Is it, is it rich on people's faces? You can have one million. You cannot have... You have one. You is that what is written on people's faces? Did God say, uh, the money is for some people? For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That even though he was rich, yet he... For your for the sakes of Rockefeller, Bill Gates... And Steve Jobs, he died. So that day through his is that what Jesus said? So why not you? Why can't you have it? Or oh, you've never thought about it. You've never thought about it. I'm telling you today. Think about getting a million dollars. If for nothing, to sponsor the gospel. Stop thinking about one car, one for my wife, one for my myself, and one for my firstborn, and another one for my secondborn. Selfishness. That's selfishness, isn't it? You must dream big. The word works. Oh. The word works. People have used it. Abraham. Abraham. Abraham was. Can I show you a scripture? Yes. Last one. If I show you any other one, after church you can come and see me for counseling session. <laughs> I can I can just come? We talk. Okay. Go to Romans chapter four. Let's examine. Let's examine uh, uh, Abraham's case and what happened in his heart. Okay. These are things that happen in the heart. Go to verse 14. I don't want us to read too much, so let's... From verse 16. Okay, look at verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but also to that which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Verse 17. Verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed. Hmm? So he's going to describe his believing to you. Even God, who quickens the dead, or gives life to the dead, and calls those things which be not as though they were. So this is what he taught about God. God is the one who quickens the dead. He brings the dead to life. And calls the things which are not as though they were. So Abraham knew that. So the Bible goes. Go, go to the next verse. Go to verse 18. Who against hope, believe, against hope, he believed in hope. Do you understand that? Against hope, Sarah. Every year Sarah's womb became dead more. Eh, became deadder than it was the year before. When the promise came, Sarah was 65. Nothing changed at 66, 67, 68, 69, 70. 71, 72, 73, 74, 75. Nothing changed till she was 90. But every single year the Bible says that Abraham believed against hope. Because everything, the, the hope that was supposed to be presented to him physically, showed that nothing was going to happen. Because every year Sarah became older. Her romantic feelings died even more. I mean, how can you be how can you be 70 and have feelings? Yes. For ladies, when menopause occurs, that is it. So, the probability that so Abraham could not even sleep with his own wife. Because every year, their feelings would die. If probably at 65, Sarah was in shape. You get it? And they could go like five rounds and all that. By 66, 67, 68, by 70, she was even half round, she would not go. When Abraham is calling, he said, Oh, Master, please. All the hope of getting something done, like something happening, was dying. But Abraham had a ring in his heart who God is. And the fact that what God has said is what is going to come to pass, and he's not worried about what he's going to see around him. He says, who against who believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. Go to Verse 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, Hmm? the Bible says that his body was dead he knew that his body was dead but he did not consider his body these are things that wanted to shake him and move him away but he needed to be strong and courageous to follow the word to to do what God has said brother I'm trying to let you know that it will not come easy it doesn't come easy, nothing if you want gold they say gold is in Obuase. do you think it's on there It's, it's there, it's just there you just go, you go and pick it up, pick it up from the ground. You go. They take what? You use broom. Even though you are working, you just go and then you pick it up. You just see. Do you think it's like that? I know. You are coming from a Do you see that? Is there anything like that? Something like that. What do they do? They have to dig, 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 dig. You want to pick it up? You want to pick yours on on the. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. Okay? And you've got to be serious. You've got to turn your seriousness on. Because you've been you've been for a very long time. 20 years, 30 years. That particular thing is not changing. And this is not subject to hard work. You can work hard. And work hard and do whatever. It will not change. Until you've laid the word of God in your heart. With seriousness. Okay? He did not... He says his own body, now, which was now dead... When he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Sarah's womb was, she, Sarah had not gone, she had gone through menopause and had gone to menopause, menopause men dead. I mean, it's gone. Gone, menopause dead. Everything is gone. But Abraham still believed. He still believed. He had formed that believing. His believing was complete. That's why he spoke and and had his name changed. And Sarah's name changed. God changed their names years before they, they got the result. Yes. That's why the, the last thing is patience. Patience. You see, but Abraham had formed. He knew that he knew that he knew that you have that child. He knew. He knew that he knew that he knew that you have that child. This child is going to come. I don't care what I'm seeing around me, it's going to come. Then you call his wife Sarah, mother of princes. Not prince, mother of princes. And they'll call him Abraham, father of many nations. Ah. And everybody around them is wondering, what is wrong with this book? This is are they okay? Whenever Abraham's name was, he was called Abraham before, A B R A M, which means what? Father. But when they, the, he was even father of nothing, then God comes and says, I've changed your name. You are now Abraham, father of many nations. And he's dying, his body is just dying. Can imagine that when he gave birth to Isaac, Isaac was not the last child Abraham gave birth to? Abraham's body received rejuvenation to give birth to many sons and daughters after Isaac. You're believing a lot of things will hate. he says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Unbelief. This thing it hasn't changed. Is it going to work? Your, your believing system has not formed yet. Hmm? So it can form today. And you will see the actual change happening in 10 years. But when the change starts happening, you'll be surprised. Everybody wonder how it happened. I know this man of God who always had visions. I mean, concerning his church, how big his church was going to become. Big! God promised... I mean, he he was praying and God dropped that in his heart. And he started believing it. And within a year, he believed it so strongly... But first year, nothing happened. He had five. He had, about, he had about 80 people for about nine years. Can you imagine? 80 people for nine years. He's in India right now. On the 10th year, he had 50,000 people added to the church at once. At once. Eleventh another 50,000 at once. Right now, there are 180,000 people sitting in one auditorium in India. He has the largest auditorium in the whole of the world. Yeah. You can see me, I'll I'll tell you his name. He's an Indian minister. He has 180 people. Do you know 180,000 people? They come to church, and they go. Come to church and go. So, you may not see the change immediately. That's why, ask for patience. After you have done the will of God, go to Hebrews chapter 10. Don't you like what I'm saying to you? Are you not being blessed. blessed? Verse 35, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Cast not away therefore your, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. After you have done the will of God, what's the will of God? Believe. Jesus was asked. He says, How can we, what is the will of God? He says, Believe. Believe in the one whom he has sent. Believe. Yeah. What shall we do that with, my, with the works of God? Believe. This is the work of God, that He might believe the one whom He has sent. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that He might receive the promise. So you form your, your, your belief intact. When it comes to healing and health, I know that I know that I know that I know that I'm the healed of God. Now, your body may not change immediately. Makes no difference. It will change, it will conform it will conform. You have no idea. It will just conform like that. Hallelujah. See, I'm full of glory. glory. See, my life is for excellence. excellence. Yeah, he told him, this is because the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do all that is written according to it. It says, then thou shall make your way prosperous, then thou shall have good success. You shall make your way prosperous, you shall have good success. You shall make your way prosperous. You shall have good success. Good success. Good success. You shall make your way prosperous. He didn't say they or God. It's you. That thou is. Oh. For then thou shalt make thy way. You shall make your way. So you are responsible for it. You shall make your way prosperous. And then you shall have good success. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. You are out of it. your mouth to speak. This thing can never, I can never die. Maybe you are SS, a sickle cell. And there's a record that when you are 25, you will die. By faith, anything is possible. We know SS who are 60. I have an auntie who is a SS, she's 65. She's not dead. She has children. She's alive. She doesn't have all those rushing to hospital. She doesn't have them. But she's believed. Yeah, she not from here believing this a long time ago. She's this thing i'm not going to die because she got the right information if you don't get the right information you're in trouble but thank god you are getting the right information now hallelujah Hallelujah. see i'll never fail in my life yeah i will never fail in my life you see there, there are two kinds of confessions there are confessions to get your body and everything aligned there are confessions to get you to start believing Okay? So, one of the ways of working on your believing... You see, meditation has to do with what talking. Meditation means matter. It, it not only means to think, but to matter. To say it under breath. Do You understand? Yeah. So, you may not feel righteous, but you say to yourself, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. You are meditating. You are working on your believing. You understand? That's what you are doing. You are working on your believing. That's why we come to church, we confess. To help you work on your believing. I will never be poor in my life. I'm rich. Prosperity is mine. I'm the I'm the richest pastor alive in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I'll bless the world with the word of God. I will never be limited financially. Money will never be a problem for me in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah, you see, you are working on believing. As you, you see, as you start confessing like that, you realize your even your emotions is just charging. Your emotions starts it just starts working. But if you are quiet thinking that hey, like if you are quiet thinking I'm I'm, I'm gonna arrange it, I'm gonna I'm gonna it will never happen. It will never happen. Change your case when you start maturing the word of God. Starts. The process starts. You understand? Yeah, I will never fail. I will never be put to shame. Sometimes there are a lot of things that will happen that wants to put you to shame. You say to yourself, Christ bore my shame. I'll never be put to shame. Yeah, I'll never be disgraced. I'm going to walk in glory. I'm walking in glory in the name of the Lord Jesus. You say to yourself, as you're walking around, I'm the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. Sin has no dominion over me. I present my body as an instrument of righteousness. To glory in the name of the Lord Jesus. My life is full of glory. My life is full of glory. My life is upward and forwards only. My life is is full of the glory of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah, as you say those things, you are working on your believing. Let's say some. What do you think? Rise up on your feet and let's say some. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.